Good morning, and thank you for joining this recorded worship service of the First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. This Sunday, August 13th, was our Youth Trip Recognition Sunday. Several of the moments in the service include slides, which unfortunately we can't reproduce for you in an audio format. So bear with us. Uh, trust that you enjoy the message that the young people brought as they talked about their service, their mission, and the presence of God in their work. Please enjoy. probably didn't even know when you got up this morning that you were going to be really, really glad you came to church. But now that you're here, I'm going to let you in on the secret that I'm not preaching. So you're going to be really happy. There are two roses here next to the font that are representing the birth of twins to the extended musical family. Kimberly gave birth to a little baby girl. And about 20 minutes later, a little baby boy. And so we have two roses, one for Mackenzie Renee, last name Sumter, and then William Robert Sumter. Parents are Kimberly and Jonathan. 
They're grandchildren of Scott and uh, Roxanne. So congratulations to the musical family. Ah, grandparenting, twice the praise and less than half the work. Uh, after service today, there's going to be a couple of steps. One is you're going to go out and you're going to see Thomas Caprice's butterfly garden, which he has completed as a result of his Eagle Scout project. He'll say a few words. Then you're going to come back into the building, and if you would like to go down to the museum, there's going to be part two on the Oppenheimer adult ed class. Last time with part one, people thought they had to see the movie in order to come to the study, so there weren't as many people as were invited. You're welcome to come whether you've seen the movie or you've read the book, it doesn't matter. Your contributions, as ill-informed as they are, are just as welcome as everyone else's. This is, after all, church. And then starting next week, there's going to be a series on food, abundance and shortage, as a concern for Christ's church in the world. And on top of that, we're also going to stand and worship. But Charlie has a welcome. Charlie has a welcome. Charlie, Charlie has a welcome. There you go, Charlie. Good morning. Um, today we are going to share some of our experiences on this year's mission trip to Benton Harbor, Michigan. And Thomas Capizzi, um, one of our Texas members, is going to show you the beautiful butterfly garden he expanded for his Eagle Scout project. We are so grateful to you for supporting us, from buying cookies and king cakes to eating at certain restaurants throughout the year to collecting bottle caps. We appreciate your support and hope we have made you proud. So oh. 
Can all the children please come up? All right. There's a quote by Oh. <laughs> There's a quote by a man named Minor Myers Jr. and it goes like this. Go out into the world and do well, but more importantly, go out to the world and do good. What do you think this quote means? Go ahead, Claire. I think it means, like, do well in, like, like your job or something, but also, like, be kind to others, like, do good. Yeah, that's a great explanation because in life the most important thing is that we're doing good by others, right? And to be a good person. It doesn't matter if you're good at your sports or anything, as long as you're a good person. Anyone else? Okay. It's good to be successful with what you're doing, like tests and school and things like that. But it's even more important to be a good person and that we're doing our part to help those who need it. That's what we tried to do on the mission trip. On the mission trip, I helped with a garden and I planted things and I made sure that the weeds were taken care of and that made me feel like a good person and I knew that it didn't matter what else I did when I got back um, with school starting and things like that as long as I was helping others. Please pray with me. God, help us to do good in the world. Amen. Um, Faith Forest will stay in service to hear about the mission trip and preschoolers can go to Noah's Ark.
Good morning. Choir, choir loft, can you hear me this time? Great people up there, great neighborhood. Uh, so it's Youth Sunday, and you might be confused wondering why this old great hair guy is up here. Um, it could be because my daughter just um, delivered two future uh, visitors to the uh, nursery. Um, it could be because um, I was probably the least mature out of everyone on the mission trip, including the kids. <laughs> or it could be as you get older, you have a long, long list of things to confess of your shortcomings. Uh, like all of you wonderful people out there um, and these kids here, I like to help people. Uh, it uh, makes you feel needed. Um, you're doing God's work. Uh, as the Bible told us, and it makes you feel good, too. Um, and that's things I learned from my parents um, through my scouting career and at this very church when I was a youth and it's still being taught, as you'll see by all these wonderful young uh, adults here that uh, worked hard, not both with their physical labor but even worked harder to uh, connect with the community they were serving and even harder sometimes to connect with some of the other youth group that they were uh, working with also. So my confession today is although I like to help others, I am not very good at accepting help. Um, I think it's I don't want to bother the other people, you know, they have better things to do with their time than to help me. Um, probably more so it's my ego because I like to do things myself and uh, get them done. I think I can try to accomplish everything uh, except maybe electrical problems. Uh, <laughs> but um, by when I don't accept that help from others, I am denying them those feelings you get when you do help others. I'm denying them the feeling of being needed or the feeling of being good or what they've been taught in the Bible to be God's hands and feet on this earth. And then I'm also denying myself when I don't accept this help, their companionship and their company when the task is being done or their knowledge that they can bring to whatever I'm doing, and maybe it'll take me half the time than I would have done it by myself after I'm looking at YouTube videos and everything else to try to figure it out. And when I don't accept help from others, am I denying the help that God sent to me to do these tasks? Um, so it, it gets even worse here because I have a story to tell. Um, about three months ago, my daughter and son-in-law um, bought a house, and so for two months we were fixing up the house, uh, making it look good and sprucing it up. And uh, one morning before we were supposed to go somewhere, I went over there for an hour or so to do some last-minute things. And, and in their bedroom, there was a, um, a bunch of paint cans. Um, and I'm like, well, let me move these out of the way real fast, and then I'll go do what we're supposed to do. Well, they were on a piece of cardboard, and I lifted them all up, and a couple of them fell over. Well, one of them 
which is the most full one, <laughs> didn't have the top secured. So pretty much a gallon of paint <laughs> poured all over the carpet, and um, there was screaming, <laughs> and there was yelling, and there was crying, and I was the only one in the house, so you can imagine who, who did that. <laughs> So, uh, so I was panicking, and like I said, I was alone in the house, and as often happens, as my wife can contest to, I didn't have my cell phone on me, so there's no one to call. But was I alone in the house? We always know that God is always with us, and I'm just ashamed that during this time, I did not call out to God for help and strength and guidance, which I had in the past. Before I retired on a daily basis, multiple times, I would say prayers. Um, anyone that's worked with the public, um, and those of you who've been in the health professions, you know that is necessary to get through the day. <laughs> but this time, I'm ashamed to say that I did not um, call on God for the strength. But our God is good, and he sent me help anyway. There was a huge box of old rags that the previous owner left to help mop up the mess. There was a uh, carpet cleaner in that room for me to use. And then later on, when Roseanne and my daughter came to see what the heck happened to me, um, they supported me by, I think it was Roseanne said, well, at least you spilled it on the only carpet that wasn't new in the house. <laughs> and then my daughter's encouragement was, well, at least you spilled the white paint on the white carpet and you didn't spill the pink paint or the mint paint or the gray paint on the carpet. So God is always present, helping us whether we ask for his help or not. And just to show... God's sense of humor, I think a day or two after this happened and I neglected to um, ask for God's help during this catastrophe, I'm, uh, I read in the Daily Devotions by uh, Sarah Young, this sentence stuck with me. The true question is not whether you can cope with whatever happens, but whether you and I together can handle anything that occurs. Will you pray with me? Loving God, thank you for surrounding us with family, church family, friends, and even strangers to help us through both life's challenges and life's joys. Help us to remember that you are always with us and should be the first name we call upon for strength and guidance today and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand to receive the assurance of pardon. Normally, I share a word from Scripture before we sing the Gloria Patre, but today's illustration of forgiveness comes from Scott's wife and his daughter that came up with explanations that it could have been worse. I'm not sure my daughters would do that for me. God's love goes before us. God's love surrounds us. God's forgiveness 
is with us. Let us give our thanks and praise unto God. You may be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is from the ninth chapter of the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians and is found on page 173 in the New Testament of your Pew Bible. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verses 8 to 15. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sour and bread for the food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for, for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the, need, the needs of saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them all and with all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. May God bless the reading and hearing of this word.
Good morning. My name is Nora, and I just went on my second mission trip. Uh, over the week, I worked mainly at Fresh Start Children's Garden that was started by Miss Emma Kennard about 10 years ago. And I just wanted to talk a little about, bit about what I did there. When I heard that I was going to work at a garden, at first I was a little skeptical. I mean, of course I was happy to help people, but gardening's not really my thing. I don't know a lot. I kill a lot of stuff. Um, so that's not great when you're doing volunteer work. But I, when I walked in, I wasn't expecting it to be, it was so big and very, very organized. Miss Emma runs a very tight ship. Uh, there were no, not a lot of weeds, and everything had its place, and you could tell it was very well maintained, and she put a lot of work into keeping it that way all summer long. Miss Emma originally started the garden because she realized that a lot of kids in the community didn't have a lot of access to a fresh produce, or they didn't know where it came from, they just assumed the store. And Miss Emma was always a big gardener, she said, even growing up. And everybody knew where all of this produce came from and that they all had access to it. So she created Fresh Start Children's Gardens uh, as a solution to that. Over the lot of weeds, and we dug out grass in certain places and put down hay to stop the weeds from growing. And one of my favorite things was painting the signs for the vegetables. It was a lot of fun to really talk to her, too, as well we learned that the garden really did mean a lot to her because she told us that if you just sit around and complain about your situation, nothing will get done. People of a higher power don't always listen as much as they should, especially in her community. And she decided to be the change in her community and start the garden. And inspire, she inspired a lot of other people to make a change in that community. She took it upon herself to start the garden even though she's 81 years old and definitely could be relaxing or something like that, but she decided to put in a lot of her experiences into her area since she lived in that town in the same house since 1970. Miss Emma has done a lot with her life, more than most of us have. She's been to nursing school. She writes children's books. She worked in the school system for a while, creating opportunities for kids who might not have had them with, uh, been able to move on and get past in her, their life without her. And she also was on the radio, and now she's running for town commissioner to help her town be a better place. I think that I really took a lot from her, a lot of lessons that I learned, because um, I learned what it meant to be part of a community and how just because it's bad doesn't mean it's always going to be like that or you can't do something to make a difference. I think Miss Emma inspired a lot of us to make changes through uh, the church and through God throughout our day-to-day -day life, even if it's just little things like holding the door for somebody, just making people happy and being kind to others. Thank you. Hello everyone, my name is Jack Kazmierczyk and I'm also part of the Tuxis group here at church. A few weeks ago our group went on a mission trip in Benton Harbor, Michigan. As, as all of us were put into groups, my group was supposed to do the city center park and clean it up and make it look nice. We, we were also told our partner was named Jerry Edwards 
the city commissioner for Benton Harbor. The first day we met Jerry, we did not know too much about him. All we knew was what he did. We started by taking the supplies to our work site across the street, and the girls in our group were cleaning up a section of bushes, cleaning, and then me, Jack Flaherty, and Charlie Ducrane were cleaning up another section of bushes as well, um, and picking up weeds and trash, making it look nice. Uh, the next day, we went there and started our work right away, picking weeds and putting mulch down to make everything look super nice, as well as picking up trash later. Later that day, we did a walk of the city and learned a lot more about Jerry, Jerry during then. We had a good talk for about like 30 minutes. He told us all about his life and that he was born in Benton Harbor and stayed there for only a couple of years and then moved to the south side of Chicago. He said that he felt, felt a presence that was telling him that Benton Harbor needs his help and that he could change the city and make it better, and which is why he took the job as running for city commissioner and that all he wanted to do was make his home nice again, again and restore it, and restore it back to its charm. He had many interesting things to say, like how he doesn't like wearing logos, that he doesn't like how it makes him feel, and others as well. And that night, listening to Jerry, I knew that there was a presence with him, and that he did not just want to change the city, but actually make a difference in the community, and make it better, for, better and help the people out. And we also learned that Jerry knew like everyone in the town and it just made you feel like he actually cared so much. Uh, and when he saw those faces of the people, he just wanted to make them feel that they were important to their community and their community was as well. The next day, we then went back to the city center and cleaned up trash. And there was a farmer's market going on during that day. So we helped people set up and then started raining really hard. So we had to run fast and pick up everything. Um, so. And then that day, when it rained, we had to go to an African-American museum and where we learned from Miss Brown a lot of interesting things. We talked for about like two hours about many different things and how we can plan our life and that Jesus is super important in our life as well. And then how instead of giving people like beds and food right away, you need to give opportunity to communities because they could grow faster by that. And so... And then the next day, we cleaned up uh, another park in a different area, and we cleaned up steps to a river walk and threw out, tra uh, threw out trash, cut down overgrown tree branches, and as well as cleaned up the overgrown grass. It was a very long week, but I feel like we got a lot accomplished and did a great job, and thanks to my team, we did a great job. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, it was just a, a real uh, cherished time to be with these guys. I, I loved it, and uh, so thank you guys for making my week uh, a week of comedy. We, we had a great time. Um, to, I was on uh, Jack's team as well, so I don't want to duplicate what he said, but we had some really great opportunities to uh, mix with the community and uh, have some yay God moments, we called them. So... Um, this first park we went to, uh, the kids really jumped in and and they were, uh, you know, having fun and, hey, we want to take this, we want to do this, and we want to clean up this rose garden. And uh, I was like, you know, that guy, that's a lot of work, you guys. Like, you have to dig that whole thing out and you don't have to do that. And I came back an hour later and it was all dug out. It was great. You know, I was really proud of them. And uh, it turned out great. And they're hoping to put a monument back on that again. And so you can't really tell exactly, but that actually is the shape of a heart. And that just kind of came out randomly. That's the bottom of the heart. 
on the right there. So it was kind of cool. Um, about on the second day here at this park, uh, a woman approached us. She had a little boy with her, and her grandparents were sitting on a chair. And she said, hey, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, these guys are busting it out. I'm doing nothing. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, they're just getting after it, and uh, we're just here. Where are you from? You know, we're from LaGrange, and I'm coming from Florida. I'm going to Oshkosh. And uh, we want to go around the lake on the way there. I'm going to be working in Oshkosh for the week. And uh, she was really moved by these guys. And uh, she said, you know, I've kind of drifted away from the church, but this is inspiring, and this, I'm just so grateful for you guys, and thank you for bringing me closer to God today. Um, this is our uh, half. Our team is from uh, the Quad Cities, and we had a really great time with them, and the kids are getting after it. And uh, we went to Lowe's. The kids said, hey, we need to get some mulch down in this, in this park and some of these beds. I said, you know, that's like hundreds of dollars and, you know, like, come on, Lance, make it happen. So Jerry, the picture you saw earlier, is like, come on, Lance, let's go. You worry too much. So we go to the, the Lowe's and the guy's like, I got you guys. Don't worry about it. What do you need? And uh, that's pretty awesome. We got a lot of free stuff uh, from Lowe's. So thank you for that. But uh, just a great mix. The kids found a, a bird bath buried in that, that bed there. And those weeds were about two feet tall. And they said, we want to rebuild that little part of the garden, too, and make it pop. So that was a really cool thing they did there, too. Um, uh, this is the two Jacks and uh, Charlie DeCrane, and they're uh, physically assaulting the Russian sage there. <laughs> but they were, they were getting after it. It was really great. So they did an amazing job. Um, uh, this is, we did, they did a lot of edging both days. It was quite overgrown, and they put in a couple thousand feet of uh, edging. And if you look in the top left corner there, that's not the Tasmanian devil. That's the Tasmanian Jesus. And that's Mr. Musil here getting after it. And uh, he's like a force to be reckoned with, I tell you. So it was exhausting watching him work. Um, the, the kids, there's planters all the way around this park. They did a great job. And they said, hey, we want to make it happen. And they just kept going and just kept expanding the project and really made it happen. And it was cool. On the third day is the, um, the farmer's market. So the, the park was just totally redone for the farmer's market that week. We didn't really know that was going to happen in that kind of timing. But, uh, you know, they were super pumped. And so on the third day... We uh, went to the farmer's market to help out, and as Jack previously said, uh, we had a little bit of rain at the farmer's market. So, uh, but our job that day really wasn't to work as hard so much, and it was to mix it up. And these guys did an amazing job just going and saying, hey, what's your name? Can we help you? Carried pro produce to people's cars. And then, you know, the black skies are approaching. They're like, no, we're going to open it up for 10 more minutes. We got 10 more minutes, and... I'm not a weatherman, but I do know what black skies mean. So, but uh, anyway, um, another yay God moment at that farmer's market before it rained. Uh, there's a gentleman there named Terry, and I talked to him for a while. And many hardships. He's in a wheelchair now. Uh, he had an accident a few years back. They relocated to Benton Harbor. And what a great guy. And uh, all the money he made that day, he went and spent it at the other farmer's market's tables. Really amazing guy. Um, Jack mentioned we went and met uh, 
uh, Sarah, uh, Miss Sarah Brown. And Miss Sarah Brown uh, is a, a community leader, and uh, she was in LA for 40 years, born in Benton Harbor, and wanted to relocate back to Benton Harbor, kind of like Jerry. And uh, you know, they need some love in Benton Harbor. So this is Miss Sarah Brown, and in the back you kind of see it's a literary museum. They got lots of pieces, lots of things, and then. She talked to us for uh, a while and just uh, gave us so many positive things to take away from, and I'm just going to read you a couple of them. We often think we know people without really knowing them. We have a responsibility to speak up for what's right. We are all mentors. All of you count. We want you here. We all need a foundation. Without it, you can go nowhere. Uh, she was great, and, and what an unexpected afternoon for us. And uh, YouthWorks is such a cool organization and said, hey, Lance, I think you're rained out. You're not, you're not landscaping today. So uh, that was just really a cool opportunity, and um, we really enjoyed it, and we'll, ne we'll never forget it. Um, the last day, we did a new park, and as Jack mentioned, and that was a really great day, too. Another cool experience, woman came up, just thank you so much, this is our first day at the park, and man, it's looking so great already, and we're gonna come back, and that was kind of a cool thing, but this park here was a little overgrown, and uh, the kids just really got after it, and they cleaned up about 20 pounds of glass uh, in those rocks, and you know, fishing stuff, and just you know, getting after it, and assaulting more plants. Um, but they, were, they had a lot of fun, and uh, really mixed it up with the other kids in our group, and as they did. And it was really great to see these kids mix it up and uh, share each other and let their, their barriers down. So very grateful to you guys for you know mixing it up. So um, the girls in this group hated uh, videos. Pictures are okay. The videos were off the table, Lance. Like stop taking videos. So I, this last little clip is. Uh, I had to get it back one more time before we left that day as our closing day. And so I took a quick video of them as we left. And uh, I was, it, you know, it's, the girls are kind of frowning in this video as uh, I'm taking the video like, oh my gosh, Lance, seriously, not another video. But if you look, you know, they're kind of dodging the, the camera and stuff and everything else. The boys are loving every minute of it, of course. And this last girl here, was frowning, but the smiles at the end. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for the smiles, and we love you all. Thank you. The proclamation of the word is to bring us to a confession of our faith. And so as we have had the word indeed affirmed for us, let us stand and speak the words of the Apostles' Creed in faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of not, today you're only seeing a tip of the Missionite iceberg of First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. As our team is in El Salvador, they have completed the installation of the water filtration system for San Cristobal, and uh, this weekend they produced their first clean water uh, for that village as a result of your gifts and their labor and uh, our prayers. So an exciting day in the time of a village and in our team, which uh, includes John Hall, who pretty much went from the mission trip with the kids to El Salvador. The guy will do anything to avoid coming to church. <laughs> and so uh, we will be receiving word from our uh, water team um, uh, along with uh, the O'Connor Sandmans um, and Allison Metcalf who's down in El Salvador at this time. Also, this past week, we had our children's uh, summer camp program for five days. We had 30-some kids uh, here in the building enjoying crafts and activities and songs and uh, uh, scraping their knees on the parking lot. And, and it, was a, it was a wonderful time together. And we will also be uh, showing our appreciation to volunteers. Uh, this has definitely been a seven-day-a-week church here at First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. Speaking of time shared, as we bring our hearts together in prayer, um, we should probably have a little prayer of thanksgiving as the Hortons are celebrating their 66th wedding anniversary. Yeah, uh, Harold and Jill. And uh, uh, they, they, there's still time to buy them a gift because the celebration is tomorrow. 
uh, Jill will let you know where they're registered. Um, are there any other prayer requests or uh, expressions of joy before we bow together? Yes, I see that hand. Derek is home because his uh, endurance uh, is a little low since he's on oxygen all the time and uh, carrying the oxygen is a problem and getting a tube long enough to come from LaGrange Park is even a bigger problem. So Derek would much rather be here, right, Carol? And we'd much rather have him here, but he is still very much in our hearts and prayers. Others? Yes, Scott? Yeah, uh, the island of Maui, those who have suffered a catastrophic, tragic, unbelievable fire. So, yes, Lance. Zane Maul has been relieved of hospice care. That happens one of two ways. <laughs> and, and given that you saw him vertical, I think it's the better way. But they have said, you no longer need hospice care, you need rehab and greater strength. And so Zane is actually walking and is around. And, um, so soon, perhaps, maybe he can sneak in here with Phyllis, I hope, at some point. Yeah, Phyllis is nodding. That's on the on the horizon. Others? Did I see another hand over here? Shannon. Oh, okay. Teammate of uh, his uh, mom passed away at the age of 41, and it was quite sudden, so we will keep his family in our prayers. Anybody else? Okay, let's, uh, let's bow our heads, let us pray together. It is with gratitude, Lord, that we recognize that your Spirit has given us strength to do far more than we could imagine, ask, or think. That when we think about projects like bringing fresh water to a town in El Salvador that heretofore we didn't even know the name, let alone the people, or we think about completely transforming a few gardens for the people of Benton Harbor, giving both beauty and produce. When we think about several kids who'd never been inside this church building before, coming and playing and singing, and then being reluctant to go home at the end of the morning because they had so much fun, truly your Spirit has given us gifts beyond our imagination. Truly you have given us strength that binds us together because you do not call us to accomplish any of these great things alone but you call us into community. And by the reconciling spirit of power that brings us into community, you allow us to reconcile even the world. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the joys of celebration, for marriages of many years like the Hortons. Certainly grace sustains us in our commitments. Certainly grace sustains us in our joys our heart lord goes out for people who are suffering for the people of maui 
in the state of Hawaii. We pray for loved ones who have lost their dearest friends and family, for those who anxiously search, hoping that the names of the missing will appear in the presence of the living, for those who will point fingers and argue and give cause one way or the other, may they see beyond the tragedy and instead learn from it to make possibility. Let us not forget, O Lord, the depths of sorrow, but certainly know that your grace and love extends even deeper still to lift us up and to lift up the hearts that are fallen, the relationships that are estranged, the hands and feet that are weak. We give you thanks for those for whom we have prayed that have found healing and ask that we not have a short memory when you have answered prayer, but instead have a long memory in order to sing of your graciousness wherever we may be. We give you thanks as well as offer these petitions before you as we pray together as your Son taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. As the offering is going to be received today, you'll have an opportunity to see a longer slideshow of our teen mission trip. But uh, as introduction to that, we have a few words. Hello, my name is uh, Jack Flaherty. This was my first mission trip. I tagged along with my very good friend, Jack Kez. Um, this slideshow was put together by Jane Stockbridge. Jane and her friend Anna were two of our leaders in Benton Harbor, along with John Hall, Lance Calamine, Scott and Roseanne Musial, and Kelly Higgins. Not everyone from the trip could be here today, but I hope some of the fun we experienced while helping the people of Benton Harbor and making new friends from the other churches comes through to you in these photos. Church, we need your power in us. 
We have ushers with plates. We show what we can do when you're generous. So I really anticipate this offering to just blow the socks off of all future mission trips. You've been generous before, and it has made a difference. Continue in that and see the difference we're yet to make. So uh, we got a little switch here. The ushers are just now taking the offering. I'm going to invite them to stand at the doors on the way out so that we'll have a recessional offering, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll receive it that way, because that'll give you more time to write bigger checks. <laughs> Let us pray. You've blessed us, Lord, and in that blessing, you've invited us to share.
before we conclude, I'm going to ask Tom Caprizi to come forward and tell you a little bit about what you're going to see when you go out to the parking lot to see our butterfly garden. Um, and this is this year the second Eagle Scout project of our congregation. The first was the work of Will Cotts in order to assist us with our museum. So when you go to the adult ed class and go down to the museum, you can see the work that Will Cotts, Cotts assisted with. Uh, notice the crossover plug there. Thomas? I would like to thank a few people for helping me make this um, project possible. I would like me to, uh, like to thank uh, Pastor John and the First Presbyterian Church for the opportunity. I would also like to thank Mrs. Higgins for her getting me connected with the church and the garden team. I would also like to thank Mrs. Hines for her coordination and the vision to the project. I would also like to thank Mrs. Zemla for the flowers that she gave to the garden, and I would also like to thank the entire gardening team for watering the plants so that they can establish. Um, for my project, I created, I extended the butterfly garden by planting some more pollinators, and I've already seen dramatic effects of more monarch butterflies around the surrounding area. And if you would like to come and see after church, you can meet in the West parking lot um, after church. Thank you. I love calling it the West parking lot. It makes it sound like we have a lot of parking. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the East parking lot, you're in the wrong place. Or if you wandered all the way to the North parking lot. So gather in the West parking lot. You know, where you go, wherever you happen to park, <laughs> you need to know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. But not only you alone. Those who are around you have that self-same grace and love and spirit. And so we are called into community. Amen.